Welcome to Dicey Stuff, the podcast about life, because, well, the dicey stuff is the realest stuff of our lives. Come along as Lois examines living as a Christian woman in this modern age. Time to roll. Hello, my friends. Welcome to Dicey Stuff. I'm Lois Matson. I'm happy you're here today. I want to talk about fragrance. What's the first thing that comes to your mind when I say that? Might be perfume, might be candles, might be incense, or it might be burnt food, trash, dirty diapers. You know, fragrance has a really, really wide range from really beautiful to really ugly. And fragrance is really subjective. What smells good to one person does not smell good to another person. Some friends and I went shopping. This was before COVID. And we went into a candle store and a Bath and Body Works, both in the same evening. And it was really interesting to see which flavors people liked, which scents people liked, and how there might be one person in the group who likes one flavor, and everyone else thinks that it smells terrible. Or there might be a scent that most of the people liked and one or two did not like. It seemed there was no commonality. It wasn't like, ooh, they all like vanilla and they all like florals. It was just really random. And it's really amazing how scents can bring a memory back to your mind so sharply and so quickly. You can smell something and you are immediately back in second grade in the library of your school or your grandparents' home or smelling those flowers at your grandma's funeral. It's a really fascinating thing, aromas, fragrances, scents. There's a scripture that talks about a fragrance and an aroma, and I want to read it for you because it's really cool. Paul's writing to the Corinthians, and this is in the second letter to Corinthians, in the second chapter, and it's the end of the chapter, and it's just a few verses, and it's really cool. I want to read to you 2 Corinthians 2, 14 through 17. But thanks be to God who in Christ always leads us in triumphal procession, and through us spreads the fragrance of the knowledge of Him everywhere. For we are the aroma of Christ to God among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. To one a fragrance from death to death, to the other a fragrance from life to life. Who is sufficient for these things? For we are not, like so many, peddlers of God's word, But as men of sincerity, as commissioned by God, in the sight of God we speak in Christ. Paul is thankful to God, and he uses a phrase here that's really interesting that we need to think about a little bit. He says, Thanks be to God who in Christ always leads us in triumphal procession. What is a triumphal procession? And how does that look, especially scripturally? What does that look like? I did some research. You know, we think of Jesus's triumphal entry into Jerusalem. His triumphal entry had a lot of people. There were people putting palm branches on the road. They were putting their cloaks on the road, garments on the road before him. They were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed be he who comes in the name of the Lord. And they were cheering and shouting. They were crowded around. This was a conquering king coming into Jerusalem, except Jesus was riding on a donkey. He had no armies. He had no 
military might. He came, the scriptures say, humble, riding on a donkey. But a normal Roman triumphal procession was the emperor or the general. It was someone victorious. And when they rode in, they didn't ride humble and they didn't ride on a donkey. They came in on their war horse and there were people with them who were thrilled to be there because they were part of the conquering heroes. They were celebrating victory and they were cheering and truly celebrating triumph. Behind those people who were military people, probably in rank descending order, you know, the closest ones to the front were the important ones, and then further back were just the plain old G.I. Joes, who were still very happy to be there and who were still cheering. But behind that came the prisoners. The prisoners who had been taken from the land that they conquered, they were being brought as slaves, they were being brought as servants, and they were not happy to be there. They were captives. And over all of this, as they go along, there are fragrant clouds of incense. They had censers, incense carriers, and there's incense rising, and the scent of this victory is rising, and everyone can smell it. It makes a picture in our head. Some of those prisoners would be put to death, some would be pardoned, but they were under authority. They were slaves, and they had no choice in the matter. They were not thrilled. One of my commentaries says that Paul is referring to, at the time that St. Paul wrote these words, there had been a triumph in AD 51 in Rome. The Romans had conquered, Claudius had conquered over the Britons, and they built an arch, and it was celebrated. The triumph was great. The general led in triumphal procession, as the scripture had said. Paul goes on in 2 Corinthians and he says, Thanks be to God who in Christ always leads us in triumphal procession and through us spreads the fragrance of the knowledge of him everywhere. Through us, the knowledge of God, the fragrance of the knowledge of Christ is being spread. We are like those censors those incense bearers who are carrying the fragrance of the knowledge of him everywhere. And the next verse confirms that. For we are the aroma of Christ to God among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. We are the aroma of Christ to God. What does that mean? When Christ offered himself, when he was willing and obedient to the Father's will, and he sacrificed himself, and he gave up his life on the cross, that scent of that sacrifice, just like the scents of the sacrifices of the Old Testament, the aroma of the sacrifices and the incense was foreshadowing the sacrifice of Christ. God's wrath was satisfied with the sacrifice of Christ and that scent. Ephesians 5, which we keep going back to, Verse 2 says, And walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Christ is a sacrifice and a fragrant offering. 
and his scent is pleasing to the Father. His fragrance, his aroma, his perfume is beautiful to the Father. And when we trust in Christ and we are saved and we believe in him, we are dressed in his robe of righteousness and we carry his aroma. If you've ever worn something of someone else's, if you've ever borrowed a piece of clothing from someone else and it smells like their house and it smells like their laundry soap and their fabric softener and you put it on, that scent clings to you. And when you take off that coat a few hours later and you go away, you can still smell that. It clings to you, that scent, that aroma. And we have the aroma of Christ. We are the aroma of Christ. That scent of Christ's sacrifice clings to us. When we wear his robe of righteousness, it permeates us from the top of our heads to the bottom of our toes, that scent of Christ. And it's a beautiful smell. We're that aroma among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. Both. Both can smell us. Those who are being saved can smell us, and those who are perishing can smell us. But we smell differently to both of them. To the one, we are a fragrance from death to death. What is that? What is that fragrance from death to death? For those who do not believe God's word, who do not believe the message that we proclaim, that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God and are justified by the sacrifice of Christ. For those who do not believe the gospel, who do not believe that Jesus was the Son of God, the Savior of the world, who offered himself as a sacrifice, that is a scent of death. Because there are only two choices. There is death and there is life. There is only two places to spend eternity, away from God because that is hell, to be banished from the presence of God and heaven, and that is to be in the presence of God. We carried that scent of death, but when we've trusted in Christ, when we've been baptized, when his name has been put on us, when we partake of his word and his sacraments, the stench of our sin is covered. That scent doesn't rise to God anymore. Now the scent that rises to God is the scent of Christ, the fragrance of Christ, the fragrance of life. So the one scent is a fragrance from death to death, and to the other it's a fragrance from life to life. That fragrance from life to life, those who smell that fragrance are those who believe the gospel, are those who hear the word, trust it, and they are delivered from death. They are brought to life. They are translated to his kingdom. It's just like a beam me up, Scotty. It's a movement, and it happens in baptism. It happens to those who believe that grace is applied and given in the word, in the sacraments. It's poured out on us, and we carry that smell with us. It's kind of interesting that Paul uses that triumphal procession, picture, imagery, because we might think that we're in the camp of the conquering hero, and we are cheering and shouting. We may be important members of his kingdom, and we're near the front of the line. Others of us are further back in the line, and we're being carried along by our sheer numbers of soldiers. Some of us are in that back section with the captives. We've been enslaved, and really, Slavery to Christ is not a bad place to be. 
Paul calls himself a slave, a slave of God, a slave of Christ. We were enemies of God and enemies of Christ. Paul was an enemy of God, although he was a good religious man who kept the law, according to him, perfectly. But yet he was an enemy of the gospel, and Christ struck him down on the road to Damascus, blinded him, called him out of darkness into light, called him from death to life, translated him from that kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of his marvelous light, moved him in the blink of an eye from one to the other. That's an amazing thing. That fragrance floats off of us everywhere we go. The fragrance of Christ. Some people smell that fragrance on us and they wrinkle their nose and they pull away. They turn away and they say, whoa, that stinks. That smells terrible. That smells like death. Others who are desperate, who are desperate for good news, smell that good news on us, that fragrance of Christ, that fragrance of hope, that fragrance of life, and they say, that is the most beautiful scent I have ever smelled. That's the most beautiful smell. Where can I get it? And we say, it's free. You don't have to buy it. It's given for you freely. Here, have some. Believe in Jesus. It is yours. Your captivity is over. Now you are enslaved in a different way. Rather than being enslaved to death and sin, you are now enslaved to Christ. And his yoke is easy. And his burden is light. There isn't any weight. There isn't any hard labor. It's not a hard labor camp to be in Christ's kingdom. Even if we're in the back of the triumphal procession, even if we've been enslaved. The end of verse 16 says, who is sufficient for these things? Who can even handle this? We can't. Christ can. God can. Verse 17 says, for we are not like so many peddlers of God's word, but as men of sincerity, as commissioned by God, in the sight of God, we speak in Christ. Peddlers earned their living by carrying their goods around and selling them. We are not selling them. We are giving them away for free. This perfume is free, and it's given. Peddlers of God's word, those who preach the kingdom of God for their own advantage, and there are plenty of them, are a blight on the Christian faith. But sincere pastors and preachers, those who teach the word of God, spread that fragrance around. You spread that fragrance around. You are the aroma of Christ. If you are a Christian, you don't have to be a pastor. That smell is clinging to you. Remember that the stench of your sin is covered, and now you smell beautiful. You are being carried in that triumphal procession. You are being led. God is leading us in Christ. His Holy Spirit is within you, and He is leading, and He is guiding. You can burn candles. You can diffuse oils. You can wear perfume and deodorant. But the real scent that clings to you, that permeates your home, that is wafted around your life, everywhere you go, is Christ. I'm not saying don't wear perfume. If you like perfume, wear perfume. If your husband likes perfume, wear perfume. Burn candles. Burn incense. They're beautiful smells. Pick smells that you love. But always remember 
that your heart is carrying that incense that is rising, the fragrance of life. Those who believe will smell the fragrance of life on you, the fragrance of Christ, your aroma, your perfume, your fragrance. You are the aroma of Christ, and that fragrance is life and salvation and glory. In that triumphal procession, the censers are giving off a beautiful smell. We speak in the sight of God. He knows the words that come out of our mouths. He knows how we're spreading around our perfume. Bring honor to His name. Always, always glorify His name. Lift up His name in your life. Let's pray. Holy and Heavenly Father, thank you for the fragrance of Christ in our lives, that His blood is applied to our hearts, that His robe of righteousness is given to us, and that His fragrance clings to us, permeates us and that we smell like Him. Father, give us courage to live in this dark and smelly world. Let our fragrance bring the smell of life to those around us. Let those who smell death be turned in repentance and in faith, so that they also would smell life, that they would trust your word, trust your promises. Let us love our neighbor and share that fragrance of life with those around us. Let them smell the beautiful, beautiful incense of your word, of your promises, of your grace, of your mercy. Let us glorify you by spreading that aroma everywhere. Thank you, Father, for Jesus' sake. In his name we pray. Amen. Oh, hey, DSPS. There's an old church father named Chrysostom, and he wrote about this verse about the fragrance. And he said, We are then, as it were, a royal censer, breathing whithersoever we go of the heavenly ointment and the spiritual sweet savor. You think about the ointment. When Jesus' feet were anointed, that smell of that ointment, of nard, that was broken, the container was broken open, and the smell from that filled the whole house. That sweet savor, that sweet aroma that rises, that spreads around, that smell that goes to every corner of the room when we're there. That's how we are. Our scent fills the whole room. God's peace be with you. Talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of Dicey Stuff the podcast where Lois talks about this big dicey adventure called life. You're welcome to send your comments and feedback to DiceyStuffPodcast at gmail.com. Please, if you would, subscribe and share. Until next time, roll on, friends.